Hello, everybody, to the Chamber of Her Liquid Secrets. My name is Reverend Elena Yanicello. And if you would like to connect up with me, I'm also on Instagram at Flying Mermaid Dakini. F-L-Y-I-N-G-M-E-R-M-A-I-D-D-A-K-I-N-I, all lowercase. Just a friendly reminder that all my words, all my thoughts, all my pictures, everything that I put on this show from Anchor is all copyrighted. Through Anchor and also myself and Spirit. So, I thought I would record the show today on Christmas to kind of leave a message out to all of my listeners, which I want to thank all of my listeners for tuning in. To my last show, Her Spiraling Tree, I had quite a number of people listen, which was absolutely wonderful. This show is going to be a little bit different, actually quite a bit different, because I'm really going to be talking about legacy and what you leave behind as you leave the earth. For me, legacy has been very important. Um, First, I'm going to say that this, this podcast is going to be kind of like, you might say, a diary entry. Um leaving breadcrumbs on the way to becoming who you always knew you could be um, on the path. As a woman at this time frame, uh, rights being taken away from us, uh, political upheaval. You'll have to excuse me if... Oh, oh, sorry. And everybody that knows me or knows this podcast knows that I never cut out sections. Everything is free flow. A lot of it is channeling. I don't believe in making things perfect. Because the road to get to here and to where you want to be is never going to be perfect. And I think it's important that when, when people end up finding me, whether it be now or in the future, that they see what was the road really like for Elena. I think that's really important because I feel that this show is about legacy, about what I leave behind. To all the other women, 
uh, men, children, teenagers, whomever decides to listen to my words. This is part of my legacy. But in order to get to the, the golden nugget of what is really important to me, of what I leave behind, it's also what I am creating from this too. Um, because I am a, cha a channeler, I am an artist, I am a dancer, I am a, a writer, um, and when I decided to actually embody my gifts, uh, what, what I was given is, is when I started really believing in myself. I would say the only person that really believed in me was not just myself, but my, my twin flame husband. And even that was very difficult because he was going through his own pain. But because I was and am such a visionary of what I'm here to do and what he's here to do, we survived together. All the things that were laid out for us to try to break us up, um, I'll just leave it there because <laughs> I could go into a lot of stuff. But on the way to shadow mining, the golden nuggets that were left for me to find, it was a very tough road. I grew up as an only child, uh, so in some ways that was very positive, uh, but there were a lot of things that surrounded me that I, I had to define what the problem was and leap over them or use them as stepping stones. I also want to state here too that there's going to be a few things in this podcast. It's going to be more kind of like a vlog where I talk about my experiences and the things that happened to me. And in this vlog, I am going to give myself free reign to tell the truth and not to care who it, who it might bother or hurt because I'm telling the truth. Um, and today's been a very introspective day anyway because, of course, it's Christmas. But uh, let me just start out by saying, you know, they talk a lot about when women get older. 40s is nothing, nothing. 50s, eh, you're kind of starting to kind of get to the, you know, to the depth 
of kind of why you're here. But it wasn't until I really hit 60 that I really saw, wow, this is my life. I'm creating it. And I know what I'm here to do. Um, and I'm going to do it. Um, talking about my spiritual name, Star Mother, that was a very interesting voyage um, of me coming, coming out of uh, horrific relationship with my stepdaughter. Uh, I put up with so many things, uh, so many disrespectful things all along the way. And when I finally found out that, hey, there's just nothing that I'll be able to do or say or anything for there to be a relationship there because I'm just not going to take it anymore. So... When I gave up on her as her stepmother, I was actually reading a book and there was something in there that said, instead of being a stepmother, you should be a star mother. And there was something about that. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, hold on. Spirit is trying to give me a message. And so... I grabbed a hold of the spiritual name Star Mother because it resonated so deeply with me. And at the time when my stepdaughter and I were talking, which was quite a number of years ago, I just happened to mention it to her. I was like, oh no, I'm not calling you Star Mother. I hang around people and I can't, I can't be talking like that. So then I knew, okay, well, the message is definitely not for our relationship. It's actually for me and what I'm here to do. So that's why I grabbed a hold of the of the um, spiritual name, and then I started really doing my deep dives into the name and what it meant. I actually found uh, someone online on YouTube that was doing a whole a whole thing on star mothers and what they're here to do. So I, then I knew, okay, I'm being guided. I'm definitely being guided. So part of the word legacy is something that you care about to leave behind um, when you're gone. And because I decided to not have any of my own children, my twin flame and I decided not to have any of our own, I thought, okay... If I'm being guided towards Star Mother, then I am here to help be a loving presence for other star seeds or people that, that feel like they are lost on the road or on the path to themselves. Because I've always felt that I do have a, a great big mothering instinct in me. And I felt like I wanted to go with that, but in a whole nother way. Um, so. Um, then there's a part of me that is trying to find myself in what I'm being, being shown 
inside of my heart about the church of the Flying Mermaid Dakinis. And the other day I watched a video of Mia Magic, which she is a witch, proudly, which that's wonderful. I feel like I'm a witch as well, but in a totally different way. Um, but she said, and witch means wise, by the way. Um, she went into a whole thing about what the church did to not only people, but women, everything. And I just, I, I have an issue with the word church, but then again, I kind of don't because I know the, the meaning of the word church has to do with the woman's body. And I think what they did was they, they took away the meaning of it for women, the true meaning, and then they used it against us. So then I decided, okay, well, instead of calling it regular church, C-H-U-R-C-H, -H, I thought, okay, Spirit was directing me to put an E at the end of church. And I didn't know why. So I went ahead and put an E at the end of church to give it um, to give it a different flavor. It's it's an old flavor along with a new flavor, and the new flavor is women's empowerment and the empowerment of of Mother Earth as well. Um, so. Um, this coming year, my goal is is to put out some of my books and journals that I'm going to creative, create, creatively sorry, um, come up with some ideas for putting out journals for people, putting out my book. Um, and that's another thing, too, that I wanted to kind of go into today. So, if there's anybody in the future that looks back on the process, okay, it wasn't easy because I had a lot of people pretending to be family, uh, including my mother, but I'm actually really very thankful. Um, so... I'm going to kind of, okay, so uh, the, the process is I'm, I'm starting a church, okay? And for me, the church is going to be the human body. I, I, I don't know if I like the idea of building a, or having a structure where people meet um, because something always happens with, within the, the church to try to try to subvert it so I'm feeling like the church is the human body and it all started with the woman's body anyway so I figured I would really just like to make the church inside everybody's body that feels called to it so as I'm going from that thought <clears throat> then I started thinking about how to get my my book published 
the process of it, which my problem is I don't, I do not trust sending my information across the Wi-Fi to have a company publish it. I just don't. And I'm feeling, like I said, I have a very huge mothering instinct in me, and I feel very called to protect um, my ideas. So I'm going to actually physically go, go into some place to have it done. Um, and then I started kind of looking <clears throat> at zines. Versus my other idea, which I'm going to go with my other idea because it's my idea and I really love it. But the reason why I liked the idea of zines is because they're very creative, expressive, and no middleman. And they're not polished. And they're released in smaller batches. They're informal, photocopied, self-published, handmade. Uh, sharing ideas, small press, a lot of them are booklets, relatively small quantities, historically marginalized or underrepresented cultures are usually doing this, and self-expression over profit and niche type. So I thought, okay, that's cool, but there's aspects of that that I really like because it's very much out of the box. So I made up a, an idea for a siren zine, which is going to be totally different. Um, which it's going to be self-published by your own publishing company, which I'm coming up with um, a name of my own publishing company. Um, I like the idea of, love the idea of creative expression, no middleman. Um... Owning your own ISBN number, which is a prereq of, I believe, Siren Zines, because having full control is, I feel, really important. Because it's literally and figuratively, for me, it's like my child. So, and I feel like my arms are hugging around my child and keeping it safe. And in order to do that, that means I have to have my own ISBN number, which is cool. I like the, the niche quality of the zine. Uh, but the overall feeling that I want to put out here is I'm creating my own siren zine, which is a whole different name than zine. Um, because I feel overall the feeling and quality that I want is legacy over profit but yet at the same time profit also being important uh, maybe it being poli polished and not polished some aspect may be handmade I'm not quite sure yet but I kind of delved into that in my journal um, and I'm not quite sure if there are other artists or writers out there that are going through the same thing as me, but I'm, I consider myself highly, I don't know if the word is picky, um, about my ideas and how the 
how the process to me is usually even more important than the actual final product. I'm a very process-oriented person. Feeling that, that every step I take within the process um, should be really thought through. And the importance given to it, um, but yet not being so caught up in the process that it has to be absolutely perfect. Because for me, at, I feel that it, at my age, at 61, I don't really have time to take for another year to however many years to try to make everything flipping perfect. It's not going to happen. And so for me, it's you know, the overall feeling and tone that I want to give here is I want to be able to present my energy out to the world, but without it taking a long time, getting caught up in the muck and the mire, yet having complete control over it at the same time. Um, so that's kind of been my idea. And the Church of the Flying Mermaid Dickinies is also going to probably more than likely be a book as well. Kind of in the process of doing that. Um, I'm also in the process of naming my publishing company. Uh, and I have, I can't say where, but I kind of have an idea of where to go to actually get this done, which is good. So, so this year... Of 2022 has has been kind of finding my own compass inside of my own heart what I'm here to really do uh, taking away all all of the the people that sucked my energy and weren't really here for me they were just mainly here for themselves um, and Deciding who those people were and are and made sure that they were no longer a part of my life has really super helped. Um, so I tend to be very um, protective of my energy and my life now and not willing to squander any of it. Um, find myself quite quite a bit on Instagram uh, blocking and letting go of people's energy that, that don't resonate with me, that I feel that are there to, to just use up and usurp my energy or are not there um, authentically. So, um, which has actually been very helpful. Um, the, ro the road to, to being a lot more authentically myself has been really difficult because I've always been a really great person at heart. Um, but was saddled with people around me that were there to take advantage of me and not really care. Okay, so... Being at my age now has actually been very golden as far as I'm concerned because now being my age, I'm no longer willing to use up any of my time on anything that does not feel and it does not embody authenticity. Um, 
I also have no room for anybody in my life that does not know how to apologize when they're wrong or when they've made a mistake. If a person has too much of an ego where they don't think they don't make any mistakes or they're trying to pass themselves off as, oh, you know, whatever, they're not going to be around me because I make mistakes. I apologize when I'm wrong. And if I can do it, then other people can do it as well. And if they're not going to, then I, I don't have those kind of people in my life. That's just the way it is. Um, so, on the way to, to finding my own power has, has been It's been fascinating for me, being an older woman. Um, and really delving into what I'm willing to put up with and not put up with anymore. That a lot of stuff got chopped before I was 60. Like at 59, that I just like, you know what, this is it. This is like dead weight, okay? And this this is not adding anything to my life. And I'm just not not going to not going to put myself out there anymore for this type of energy. I'm just not going to do it. Um, especially when you couple that with uh, you know, not being authentic, not willing to um apologize for mistakes um, you know using using up someone's life that gives nothing back so um, to me reciprocation is super super important if there's no reciprocal type of energy and I feel like I'm giving, 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 but I'm not really getting anything back at all. And not even any like, wow, how's your life going? Well, I've talked about myself now for 30 minutes. How's your life going? If there's never any kind of care or questioning, just know you're not going to be a part of my life. That's just the way it is. Um, so... And I do feel that women as a whole need to restructure their life in order for, for them to come out with why they're really here, put the products out and the different things. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that um, like to take away from somebody's energy so they don't really accomplish anything with their fucking life. And I'm just not going there. I'm not doing that at all anymore. As a 61-year-old woman, um, I really found my voice. I found my heart. I found my, my own body. I'm still going through a lot of things, but as a whole, I know who I am, and I know what I'm here to do. And I, as a whole, I'm actually quite very happy with my life. It's not exactly where I want it to be at this given point in time, but I know I'm on the road. I'm on the path. And uh, and I'm more than willing and able 
to leave a legacy behind me through my voice on this podcast for other women or other whomever it is, okay, to see how I accomplished it because I had a lot of different things against me. I had a lot of people against me that were sucking off my energy. I had a lot of people that weren't really there for me. Um, so, yeah, it was really difficult, but I'm really here to shine a bright light on, on how, how to find your nuggets of gold and what you're here to do. Okay. And really looking back on everything, even the things that were horrifically painful, um, like with my mother, um, it was actually all, all nuggets of gold. But you have to delve deep into why it really happened and f find the answers, find the gold in each situation, no matter how bad. And don't define yourself by all the other stuff that happened. Because what you're really doing is you're creating a new you. Kind of like the phoenix. You know, every situation you, d you dive in, I dive into. And I think, okay, yeah, this, this thing happened. This happened over there. This happened over here. But look at what didn't happen that could have happened. And in actuality, looking back at it from a, a much larger time frame, looking way back years later, probably thinking at the time, oh, I really wanted this to happen or I wanted that to happen. But when you look back, you see the gold of why it didn't. Okay? Why... Or why it crumbled, that is. And, you know, there's actually a lot of things I'm very thankful for. Because I know when I build them with my own hands and my own heart, they're going to be mine. And my twin flames. There's not anybody else out there that is going to be able to Think otherwise. Everything is going to be from the blood, sweat, and tears that we both went through. So, a lot of people don't really understand, I don't think. What they did as they were doing it. But in the future, looking back, when the light shines on everything that, that we put out, I guarantee you that these people will know what they did. And now, because they did what they did, they're not going to have a part in it ever. But it will be a legacy that I will leave 
to all those out there, okay, as the paths, the path that I took. Hope and I'm hoping that it helps other people help find their way and not to allow the other outside situations, okay, to color their thinking of not doing what they're here to do. Is what I'm trying to say. So, um, for me, I had to totally let go of being the stepmother, which was one of the best things I ever did. It was actually an anchor, which I think it's funny <laughs> recording on anchor, but it was actually an anchor that I had to go through. It anchored me in place to be a certain person and in a certain way for quite a number of years until I looked back on everything and I thought, wow, I did, I did all this. I put forth all this energy and all this love and all this time, and this is what I got back. Well, not happening anymore. I'm done. And now you'll be the, uh, on the outside looking in when it all comes to fruition, and it will. So it's unfortunate because for me, I wanted to leave a legacy behind uh, to my stepdaughter. But after all the pain that, that was thrown, I was like, no, this legacy I'm going to build is going to be for other people. And I'm going to go only where I'm celebrated. And same with my husband as well. We've, we've had a lot of, you know, giving of ourselves to people that we thought were family to find out that really they're not really here for us. We have to be here for ourselves. So, which is fine because... That will make that's making us stronger, way stronger and way more powerful as a couple of what we're here to do. Um, through it all, I never had a question of oh, what I'm here to do because I was shown through the spirit world beyond any shadow of any doubt. Of that I was chosen to be here by his grandparents, which I never even met them because they died when I was like way younger. But because I know for a fact of how I chose our wedding date, and I was told by the spirit world to cho choose the date that I chose and I didn't really know why at the time because this was like almost 30 years ago but I was told to choose that date and I didn't know why and I remember in my brain thinking I don't want that date I don't like that date 
I wanted June, July, or August. And the message was, you better choose that date. We know that it's you, but we need to know for a fact. So if you choose that date, you, you and your husband will be protected from beyond the veil. And I didn't get it at the time. I didn't understand. But I went ahead and, and chose that date that I was given. And it wasn't until many years later that I really looked back. And then I, I found out. My husband and I found out. Uh, and his biological mother told me on the phone that that was her parents' um, marriage date. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of believe you, but there's something in me that I just didn't believe her, and I didn't know why. And then when I saw the actual paperwork of the massively old-fashioned old marriage certificate, and I saw the date, April 29th, then I knew, oh, I knew I was chosen and that I was born for this. And so was my husband. So, but anyway, to keep it on the path of becoming a powerful person in your own life, uh, sometimes you have to really define who, who is really there, who is really around you, and who is really um, creating pain and who is not creating pain in the relationship and who is, who is usurping, trying to take your energy from you. And so I had to really sit there and really define it for myself uh, what I was willing to do and not do anymore. And um, I pretty much decided, well, that's it. I've had it. I'm tired of being disrespected when I know I'm supposed to be here. Uh, because I was chosen to be by his family. Um, and I'm sure somewhere behind the scenes my Italian family probably got me there too somehow I don't know though but um so <clears throat> anyway um and I think it's really important to me to show other people like my legacy is going to be able to show people this was my path this is why I chose this this is what happened. Not not be afraid to put it out there about what happened or to step on any toes because the truth is the truth. Okay? Um, it's like with my mother. I'm not coming out with a lot of this stuff right now, but um, there's a lot of things she did that were really hurtful, very negative. Uh, simply a lot of it was because I think she was jealous of my relationship with my husband, but yet she was also a racist. And so, um, we had to go through that, but there was a lot of things that flipping happened. Um, there was a lot of things that she did to drive a wedge between me and my stepdaughter and my stepdaughter pretty much lapped it up and she didn't care. So... Um, I'm not going to go into that here, but I will be putting books out of, uh, of everything that happened and why everything had to be done the way it was done.
Um, and being able to leave my legacy behind to other people, um, other organizations, um, ones that, that I'm already linked up to. So, so anyway, this is like a small little diary slash vlog on how I kind of got here, how it, how it feels to be age 61 and just really embarking <clears throat> not only on my health journey that I'm going to be doing, but, um, on putting books out, putting artwork out. And that's my goal this coming year um, before I'm 62. So I'm hoping that that all comes to fruition. I will be working on it. And uh, I, think, I think this podcast is going to be called Legacy. Um, and how I got from stepmother to star mother. And how it felt good to get, get rid of the dead weight of stepmother and bury it. So, but anyway, I just wanted to tell all my listeners, thank you for listener, listening. Um, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas day. And I'll make another podcast soon. Thank you and good night.